mentioned before, the uh, break, Paul, one of the greats of Australian netball is Gabby Simpson. She started with the uh, Firebirds in 2013, so we're coming up to uh, 10 years as a Firebird, a couple of championships during that period. She's been in the team of the year more than once during that time. She's been captain of the club. She's played many, many games for Australia. But this weekend, she plays her 150th National League appearance in a Sunday's match against the West Coast Fever. I'm delighted to say she's on the line. Morning, Gabby. How are you? Good morning. Very good. What a nice wake-up call to ah. um, hear a little highlight thrill of you of your <laughs> 10 years. I hope I'm not <laughs> making you feel old all of a sudden, but uh, certainly with your 150th game, you've uh, come up against a uh, pretty formidable opponent against the West Coast Fever, undefeated this year and defending champions. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, well... I think what a better way to stamp our authority on this competition, you know, take out what is said to be the um, the season's leaders. So I think that's a really cool um, challenge for us and, us and, you know, to be celebrating 150 games. It's just an exciting little thing to add on the side. Just tell me this, though, Gabby, if you could put your finger on something that's changed over the uh, 150 games that you've played in. I mean, you were there, you know... 2013 with the Firebirds, what would you uh, direct your attention towards? Oh, there's been um, a huge amount of change, I guess, in women's sport in general. Back when I played in 2013, I don't think there was even a AFLW league back then. Mm. Um, but for us, I mean, we've got a new stadium that we can now call our own in that period of time. Um, there's been a huge shift in the way that sports plays, plays a role in kind of the social game in the world as well. Um, and that's been really cool to be a part of. Um, and just, you know, I guess in that time, I'm, num- I'm Firebird number 76, and now we're up to Firebird number 108. So there's been 30-plus people that I've been able to play with, and it's been a pretty cool journey. Well, it is. Uh, and the game against uh, the West Coast and the uh, Firebirds season to date, I mean, uh, I don't think uh, we could sort of uh, say it's been anything other than a quiet start to the season, um, a bad start or a bad loss against the uh, Thunderbirds first up. But gradual improvement, uh, do you sense? And uh, last weekend's loss to the Magpies, uh, probably we can put down to one bad quarter. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't had the start in terms of wins on the board that we would like and I guess the way that we've been assessing ourselves is are we improving every game Um, and we've got to fall in love with that process of finding those little improvements and we've definitely been doing that at the moment it comes down to one quarter so we're winning three out of four quarters and that one quarter is really letting us down we let a momentum shift turn from three goals to ten goals so we are working really hard to get our grasp on that and once we do I think that'll be a really big tipping point for us to have some really good success throughout the rest of the season. And uh, the West Coast Fever as I mentioned uh, defending champions undefeated this year but they've had a couple of close scares to one goal wins. Um, Their strengths uh, the uh, Fever? Oh they've got a few strengths as you can tell by winning the championship last year. They've got um, really strong bookends so um, their goal shooter is Janelle Fowler who has been scoring, you know, 40 to 60-plus goals every game. Um, so she's really formidable. And then at the other end, you've got Courtney Bruce, who gains 10 balls a game. Um, so those are probably their their major threats. And then everyone in between does their job very, very well. So for us to win this game, we're going to have to be completely on all the way across the court. And I think that's a really exciting challenge. And that means that our preparation is going to be spot on to make sure we're ready to roll.
And Gabby, um, I was just uh, mentioning uh, uh, before that uh, when we spoke last year, you'd uh, given up a leadership role. You'd been captain of the Firebirds for a period of time and you decided to step back from that and uh, take on another role. But you're back in the leadership uh, uh, group now. There's four there with the Firebirds. How are you finding that? And what was the rationale behind getting back into it again? Yeah, well, last year I just needed a bit of space to kind of... um I guess, build that love of the game back and, and see leadership from a different perspective. Um, when you're just not in the thick of all the decision-making, you're able to have an influence in a different way. Um, and so I thought this year, well, I'll put my hand up to jump in that leadership group and continue to steer the ship, particularly with a new coach in place. Um, I've got a bit of experience in that area. So, yeah, it's been just as good. I'm able to lead in the same way that I led last year, but just with that slight title of um, being in the leadership group. And, Gabby, um, the state of uh, netball at the moment, I mean, uh, we've read over the last uh, 12 months has obviously been uh, uh, talk about the financial state, and I think a lot of that was probably brought about by continuing to have the national competition during COVID times, and people underestimate how incredibly expensive that is to house interstate teams in one particular area for an entire season. So there have been things beyond netball's control. I mean, we hear every now and then about some tension between Netball Australia and the Players Association. Again, that's that's quite natural. That happens in all sports. Um, How do you see the current state of netball, both at your level, uh, the top level, and also down at the grassroots? Yeah, well, there's definitely, it's um, it's no secret that there has been some financial troubles um, from a Netball Australia perspective, but I think Netball is actually, is actually thriving. I think the impact that we're able to have on communities is huge. Um, I think there is a gap, though, in terms of um, sponsorship and broadcast um, money, and that's something that is kind of in place across all of women's in, women's sport. Um, so that's something that we're really pushing to, you know, make sure we're getting our faces out there. You know, um, netball has always been, you know, here if you need. We're we're here if if you need help. We're here if you need anything. But we've actually been here the whole time, and that's kind of the statement that we're going with now. We are here. We've always been here, so um, we're ready to kind of stamp our mark on the on the market. So I think that's great. I mean, in terms of grassroots netball, that is absolutely thriving. We have one of the highest participation rates in the in the country, and that's an amazing thing because we're getting young girls and boys into netball, which is a great community to help build confident people. And um, I'm pretty proud to be a part of it. And uh, last time we spoke to you, you mentioned one of the things you'd like to see is an expansion to the uh, Super Netball competition. Now, uh, often talking about expansion at times when money is a bit tight is a, is a difficult thing to do. But uh, if you had a magic wand and you could expand, you'd still be looking to do that? Absolutely. I think I think the first step is, you know, maybe adding a couple of extra players into each team because at the moment the pool at the top of how many players can play at the elite level is so small. It's 80 players across the whole country. Um, so I think start expanding a couple of more players in each team and then when the money becomes available, let's get more teams involved. The depth of talent in Australia is there. Um, we just need the opportunity to be able to put it on show. You talk about the depth of talent in Australia. Um, the, di- uh, the Diamonds are continuing to win competition, albeit... Uh, the you know the international competition I think is getting much stronger, which is a great thing for a sport. So uh, the Diamonds, what's their sort of schedule ahead, and uh, you're comfortable the direction in which they are heading? 
Yeah, they've they've had a brilliant twelve months in particular, and I think at the moment they um they own every bit of um, silverware that there is, except for the World Cup, and that's what's coming up this year. So at the end of this season, um, the World Cup is ahead of them um, over in South Africa, actually. So they'll be absolutely vying for that, and then. Yeah, Consolation Cup continues after that as well. So they put themselves in a really good position, the Diamonds, um, and it'll be really cool to watch this World Cup. I think it'll be one of the most hotly contested World Cups that we've seen. And what other countries uh, uh, do you think? I mean, we always talk about New Zealand, but England and Jamaica sort of narrowing the gap, do you think? Oh, absolutely. Jamaica was in the Commonwealth Games Grand Final and a lot of their players are playing in the Super Netball League and are absolutely dominating at the moment. So Jamaica will be a huge threat. England and New Zealand are always a huge threat. New Zealand um, had a few players out for Commonwealth Games last year, so those players will come back in and add that little bit more experience. So they'll be extremely competitive. And then you've got South Africa as well because it's in their home country, um, I dare say they will be an absolute force to be reckoned with. Now, you started, as we mentioned, in uh, 2013, and in those days, uh, I suppose, as in now, um, very few actual professional netballers, that's all they do. And uh, we spoke last year about how you had finished your physiotherapy degree uh, with honours, I see. I wouldn't have said you rushed through it, Gabby. 11 years, I think it took you uh, <laughs> to finish it with both of your, <laughs> with all your netball commitments. But you mentioned at the time you wouldn't have been the netballer you were without your studies and you wouldn't have been the student you were without your netball. So you think a well-rounded sort of lifestyle is still the way to go or is netball heading towards full-time professionalism? I I believe that you will get your best out of yourself if you have a well-balanced life. Um, it allows you to, to gain perspective and it allows you to be your best when you are at different places. Um, I think it's brilliant that netball is heading towards that professionalism, but I guess in my eyes it's looking at okay, what does professional sport look like? I know that through my conversations in the Players Association, some sports like NRL, like AFL, um, do regret going that step further to be fully professional because um, there's less balance in the athletes' lives and that can lead to mental health issues going down the track or when retiring, um, that sense of a loss. Um, so it's an interesting conversation as we do step into that professional era. What does that look like for netballers? Can it be a bit different to how it has been in the past and what will get the best out of us as athletes? Gabby, when you start playing the game, you always just do it for fun. And if you go around any of the uh, the netball uh, precincts, Andrew, Downey Park mm -hmm. here in Brisbane, you will see that there are a lot of senior players still playing, You know, people over the age of 50. They play it because they love it, they enjoy it. So, Gabby, do you... Do you think when you are getting paid to play it, you sort of treat it as a job and you lose a bit of that love and passion for it? Well, that's one of my biggest philosophies that, you know, in high-performance sport, it can get very serious. You know, you're trying to go for those wins and you do start judging yourself on, are you winning? Are you losing? Have you got the title? Have you, you know, what's your contract like? But at the end of the day, we are playing a sport that we absolutely love and to get the best out of yourself, you need to be enjoying it. So... I mean, for me, every game I wear my yellow ribbon and that represents the young girl that played for the joy of it down at the down at the net, local netball courts like you're talking about. Um, on grand final day that wears the hairspray and is mm. so passionate about what she's doing. Um, 
that for me is one of the most important things about playing sport. Um, and even though there's money involved and there's high pressure in that regard, if you don't have that love of it, then what's the point? Speaking of the yellow ribbon, the first thousand people through the door on Sunday to watch game 150 for you will receive one of those yellow ribbons. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> it, oh, yeah, I actually didn't know that. that didn't um, you know that? No, but now I do. No, that's really special. Um, oh, I hope it wasn't a surprise, things. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gabby. No, uh, yeah, so there you have it. Uh, uh, training this morning and media event this afternoon, but a 1,000. Yeah, that's Yellow great news. Yeah, and uh, funny you mentioned that about a love of the game, Gabby. I mean, both my daughters played it sort of uh, out of graceful air at uh, the courts there at Faulkner Park, and then, you know, as school went on, they sort of dropped off a little bit, but all of a sudden I said the other night, uh, where are you going? And they both uh, were off playing netball again. So they've taken it back up again. Once it's in your blood, very hard to get out of your blood. That's exactly it. It's, it's ingrained in us all. <laughs> well, my cousin is 56. Yes, She's a mother of three. She's a doctor, and mm. she has gone back to playing okay. one night a week because she absolutely loves it. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's a great game. It's a great community. Gabby, well done. 150 appearances in the National League this weekend. It's been a great achievement. As we said, you obviously made your debut when you were 15. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. I'm only 20 now, obviously. <laughs> Look, we love having you on the show, Gabby. You are a great, great ambassador for netball in this country. Congratulations on the achievement and really enjoy Sunday. Thank you. Appreciate it.